Our loving Father in heaven, once more we have come to you today to to receive of your gifts of your Holy Spirit and to be consecrated to your service. We thank you, Lord, for making us to be among the living and for giving us this wonderful privilege. We ask, Lord, that you grant to us the gift of your Spirit and that as we go through our devotion, you will speak words of life to us that all who listen to will be indeed spirit and life unto us. Put your words in our mouth to speak blessings that we edify all the hearers. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Our High Calling, March 25 Not saved by proxy Let every man prove his own work. And then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone, and not in another. Galatians chapter 6 verse 4 No one can serve God by proxy. There are so many who seem to think that there is someone in this world stronger than Christ, upon whom they can lean. And instead of coming right to Christ, just as they are, giving themselves unreservedly to him, they reach out for human help. God wants us to have an individual experience. I cannot work out a character for you and you cannot work out a character for me. The gospel deals with individuals. Every human being has a soul to save or to lose. Each has an individuality separate and distinct from all others. Each must be convicted for himself, converted for himself. He must receive the truth, repent, believe, and obey for himself. He must exercise his will for himself. Each must surrender to God by his own act. The Lord does not desire that our individuality shall be destroyed. It is not his purpose that any two persons shall be exactly alike in tastes and dispositions. All have characteristics peculiar to themselves, and these are not to be destroyed but to be trained, molded, fashioned after the similitude of Christ. The Lord turns the natural aptitudes and capabilities into profitable channels. In the improvement of the faculties God has given, talent and ability are developed if the human agent will recognize the fact that all his powers are an endowment from God to be used not for selfish purposes, but for the glory of God and the good of our fellow men. To every man, God, not man, has given his work. This is an individual work, the formation of a character after the divine similitude. The lily is not to strive to be like the rose. There are distinctions in the formation of the flowers and in the fruits, but all derive their peculiar variants from God. 
So it is God's design that even the best of men shall not all be of the same character. A life consecrated to the service of God will be developed and beautified in its individuality. Amen. The title of our devotion is Not Saved by Proxy. And one would want to understand what it means when it says not saved by proxy. Our key text is Galatians 6 verse 4, which says, Let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. In fact, that text clearly states what it means when it says we are not saved by proxy. I would like to use the world of the tech world to explain what it means when we say we are not saved by proxy. Sometimes when we go to the settings of our phone, especially when we used to use those Java phones and we have to put IP address and proxy server and all of that, you, you most likely have seen those things when it writes proxy server. What is a proxy server? It's a server that acts as an intermediary between the user and another server. So here is this server, which is the original server where all the data is stored, where all the information is. If you want anything, you should go straight to this server. But there is this proxy server which the user would go to. And that proxy server would then go to the original server to retrieve information so that the user is not getting information directly from the original server, but is taking it from the proxy server. Of course, you would say, as far as I can get my information, I have no problem. When I go to the proxy server, it just goes to the main server and then gets the information, retrieves it for me, and all the data I need, I get it from the proxy server. But here's the problem. When the proxy server fails, what do you do? You are lost. You cannot get the information because you are not connected directly to the original server. You are connected to the proxy server, which doesn't have information in and of itself. It is only deriving it from the original server. So when we are told we are not saved by proxy, it means we are not saved by depending an, on another man who will be an intermediary between us and Christ. The first explanation here of the devotion explains that our high calling page eight, page 90 paragraph 2 says no one can serve God by proxy. There are so many who seem to think that there is someone in this world stronger than Christ upon whom they can lean and instead of coming right to Christ the original server just as they are giving themselves unreservedly to him they reach out for human help the proxy server. God wants us to have an individual experience. That means God wants us to come directly to him, the only one who is light and life. I cannot work out a character for you and you cannot work out a character for me. I cannot be the person who you look up to and come to so that you can retrieve light from me and derive your source of light and your source of strength and your source of joy and your sustenance and dependence no man can be that to another man if we try it we will fail 
Another way of understanding what it means when we say we are not saved by proxy is this. We are not going to be saved because of another man's righteousness. The proxy server is not going to be lost just because somebody else tries to depend on him. No. Because the proxy server is doing what he's supposed to do. Get information straight from the source. And as far as he is doing that, he is doing what he's supposed to do. But the other one who is depending on the proxy server is the one that has a problem. doesn't mean that the proxy server is evil. It's not evil. He's doing what he's supposed to do. So what God wants us to understand is you should understand that the righteousness of another person that you are affiliated to cannot augment for your own lack of righteousness or holiness. The commandments of God that is being kept by your father or your mother or your pastor or your friend will not augment for the lack of your own obedience to God. Just because you have a father or pastor or mother or friend who is directly connected to God doing the will of God. Do not think that because you are attached to that person, you are attached to that pastor, like people will say, oh, the God of so so person is my God, the God of this, the God of that, and they feel that because they are attached to this person and they know this person, therefore, they also will be saved because that person will be saved. God puts it clearly to us in his word that we should never think that. In the book of Ezekiel 14, God says it. I'll read it for you now, Ezekiel 14, reading from verse 12, it says, The word of the Lord came again to me. The word of the Lord came again to me, saying, Son of man, when the land sinneth against me by trespassing grievously, then will I stretch out mine hand upon it, and will break the staff of the bread thereof, and will send famine upon it, and will cut off man and beast from it. Though these three men, Noah, Daniel, and Job, were in it, they should deliver but their own souls by their righteousness, saith the Lord God. If I cause noisome beasts to pass through the land, and they spoil it, so that it be desolate that no man may pass through because of the beasts, though these three men were in it, as I live, saith the Lord God, they shall deliver neither sons nor daughters. They shall be delivered. They only shall be delivered, but the land shall be desolate. Or if I bring a sword upon that land and say, Sword, go through the land, so that I cut off man and beast from it. Though these three men were in it, as I live, said the Lord God, they shall deliver neither sons nor daughters but they only shall be delivered themselves. Or if I send a pestilence into that land and pour out my fury upon it in blood to cut off from it man and beast, though Noah, Daniel, and Job were in it, as I live, saith the Lord God, they shall deliver neither son nor daughter, they shall but deliver their own souls by their righteousness. For thus saith the Lord God, How much more when I send my four sore judgments upon Jerusalem, the sword and the famine and the noisome beast and the pestilence to cut off from it man and beast. Yet behold, 
therein shall be left a remnant that shall be brought forth both sons and daughters behold they shall come forth unto you and you shall see their way and their doings and you shall be comforted concerning the evil that i have brought upon jerusalem even concerning all that i have brought upon it and they shall comfort you when you see their ways and their doings and you shall know that i have not done without cause all that i have done in it saith the lord god amen god says that no one is going to be saved because of the righteousness of another person your father may be noah or he may be as perfect as job or so filled with the excellent spirit of god like daniel yet your affiliation to any of these people will not save you their righteousness cannot flow into you except you connect with god yourself and god says yet he will still have a remnant and we will see that these remnants are not going to be people who are depending on other men for salvation. They are not going to be thinking that because they are connected to this pastor or to this so-called man of God or connected to anybody that they mention who they think is holy, that they will be saved. They are not going to be like that. They are going to be people who are like Noah, who are like Job, who are like Daniel. Who will have the excellent spirit in them and they will be connected to god by themselves and that's why the text for our, for our devotion today says in galatians 6 verse 4 let every man prove his own work and then shall he have rejoicing in himself and not in another you are not going to have rejoicing in another in other words i'm not going to say oh it is so 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 person that saved me it is this man or this woman that i am rejoicing in that is the source of my salvation i am to prove my own work i am to be connected directly with christ and obey for myself believe for myself have faith for myself the faith that another man exercises cannot augment for the faith that i do not have the belief and strong confidence that another person has in god cannot be mine it is the person's own strong confidence and he will use that strong confidence and belief to work out his own salvation with fear and trembling so i need to have you need to have your own confidence in god you need to believe in god for yourself you need to have faith for yourself you need to be confident in god for yourself and you need to obey for yourself and it is this that will give you your salvation and that's why god says in philippians chapter 2 reading i believe down from verse 12 says we should walk our own f- f- uh, salvation with fear and trembling for it is god which works in us both to will and to do of his good pleasure and here in galatians 6 we are saying let every man prove his own work that means walk for yourself your own salvation with fear and trembling allow god to walk in you and do not be dependent on other people god wants to relate with us as individuals he doesn't want any intermediary between us no proxy server is to come between us and god we as the users are to come are to come boldly to the throne of grace and have a direct relationship with god as individuals he wants to speak to you he wants to call you by your name do not be dependent on any person pray to god for yourself speak to god for yourself Believe in God for yourself. Have reasons for your faith for yourself, not the reason another person has. You need to have an individual experience and say, I have seen and tasted and seen that the Lord is good. This is the experience that I have had. 
You know, it is this lack of experience that makes people go into doubt. The other day we looked at doubting and we looked at that man, the blind man, who had an experience. And because of that experience, the Pharisees could not shake him. He had an individual experience. The Pharisees were theoretical. They did not have an individual experience with Jesus. But look at the Pharisees who did have an individual experience like Simon, who was healed of his leprosy. Or Nicodemus. These were Pharisees or even Paul. Because of their personal experience with Jesus, they could not be shaken from their belief. The blind man wanted to be shaken. The the, the Pharisees wanted to shake him actually. But he knew what he had passed through. He was blind. Jesus healed him. And here are some people coming to make him feel like Jesus is one apostate. That Jesus is somebody who is not of God. And he asked them, oh why? Here it is that a man, I was blind. And now I can see. And that a man who you say that God is not with him was healed me of my blindness. And he asked them, since the world began, was it never heard that someone healed a blind person? He was able to defend his faith for himself. The reason is because he had his individual experience with God. If you don't have your own individual experience and you keep hearing this person's story, oh, because of this person's story, I believe. Paul's experience is Paul's experience. No matter how we read the Bible, what the Bible can do for us is to inspire faith so that we can go and get our experience for ourselves. But if we keep talking of David's experience and Paul's experience and the blind man's experience and that person's experience and this sister's experience, it will not suffice. When we are brought to questionings, when we pass through trials, you will find out that your faith is not on the solid ground because you have not tasted and seen for yourself that the Lord is good. God wants to deal with us as individuals and give us our own individual experience, not depending on proxy servers. The proxy servers are Paul's experience, my experience, this person's experience, that person's story, and you keep hearing people's stories, but you don't have your own story. So that is how we are saved, not by proxy, but by coming to God directly as individuals. We read here in page 90, paragraph 4, The Lord does not desire that our individuality shall be destroyed. It is not his purpose that any two persons should be exactly alike in tastes and dispositions. All have characteristics peculiar to themselves, and these are not to be destroyed, but to be trained, molded, fashioned, after the similitude of Christ. Now, this is the offshoot of what it means when we start when we want to be saved by proxy. If we don't go to have our own experience for ourselves, we start copying other people's characters and it destroys our individuality. The main part of this devotion is telling us get an experience for yourself. Do not depend on anybody. The offshoot of this devotion now is individuality. The the the, the danger of depending on other people's story and other people's individual experience is that we start to mold and fashion our characters to be like those people. We all have different individualities and it is a beautiful thing that we are diverse. God teaches this lesson through the plants, through the trees. Though we are all to have one pattern which is Christ Jesus, but yet the character that will come out of all of us, though perfect, will not be exactly alike. Just like you see 
that God said that he saw the orange and he called it very good. And also saw the mango and called it very good. He saw the aubergine and he called it very good. And the lemon and the tangerine and the pawpaw and the tomato and the plantain and the bananas and the pineapple and the plum and the pomegranate. All of them, God saw them and said they are very good. But are they all alike? No, they are not all alike. But are they very good? Are they perfect? Yes, they are perfect. What does that teach us? That even though we are all following one pattern, we are made, we came forth from the same hand of God. Yet we are not all going to have the same individuality. And even though we do not have the same individuality, we are still going to be called perfect and very good. Everyone is going to follow one principle nevertheless, which is that all these plants, they have blessings in them when you eat the fruits of them. They have peculiar things they give to you. The bitter carotene that is in the tomato or the carrot is not in the cassava. And you cannot say that the two are alike. They give different properties and that is why we are told that God has given diverse gifts to everyone for the perfecting of the saints. Till we all come to the fullness and perfect manhood and mature into Christ. God gave different abilities. The truth is, yes, there are some plants that, are, that contain more nutrients than others. This is true. Which shows us that there are some men who have more gifts than others. But each person is not going to be judged by how much gifts you have. But we are going to be judged by how well you use those gifts. So the one who has one talent and the one who has five, none is more advantaged than the other. If the person with one talent uses his talent to the best possible advantage that he can, he will be blessed equally as the man who has his five and uses it to his best. If you have one and you don't use it to your best and somebody who has two uses it to his best, the person is going to receive more uh, reward than the one with two, not because he had two, but because he used all his talents to the best possible capacity that he could. God wants us to understand, do not mold yourself after other men. The orange should not try to be like the avocado. The avocado has omega-3 fatty acid, but the orange does not. The orange has vitamin C and the avocado doesn't have it as much as you see the orange has. And But yet, when we take them, we are blessed. So that is it. That's how God wants us to be. Go directly to him. Let him mold and fashion your individuality, your character to be what he wants it to be so that you can be a blessing to others. But when we go to men and start to fashion our character, you know, people do it in churches these days. I think it's what they call spiritual formation. It's part of it where you have these cells and somebody is placed as a leader to other people and he is supposed to train those people to become like him. Cell groups. We see it today in the churches. This spiritual formation and the jesuits are the ones who brought about it you are supposed to have a leader who you are loyal to in everything and in your loyalty to him he is supposed to fashion you to become like him and that is the way you then grow and are promoted and when you are promoted other people are kept under you and then you train them men are looking onto men instead of looking onto jesus this is what jesuitism has brought and now they have spread it into all other churches where men are looking onto men instead of looking unto god but God will have us today to break such mentorship that is not of God. 
the true mentorship is when a man leads another person to Christ and not leads them to themselves and tries to form their character and their mind to be exactly like their own. Each person is to understand. Even if you are you are a mentor to someone, the best mentorship, only mentorship that is acceptable to God is when you lead people to the source of light, which is Jesus Christ, and not pointing them to ourselves. It's a very dangerous thing. Look at the case of David. When David wanted to fight Goliath, Saul tried to put his armor on David, an armor that he could use, but David could not use to fight. And when David wore the armor of Saul, what happened? David could not move with it. It was not his thing. That was not his individuality. That was not what God wanted for him. And that was not how God had trained him. And he couldn't go and fight Goliath in the armor of King Saul. Today, many King Sauls are trying to give their armor to David. And so many Davids are making a mistake by taking the armor of King Saul looking up to men and, and trying to be like them, forgetting that God has given them their own armor. But David will not do that. David gave Saul back his armor and said, I cannot use it, and used the one that he was, took the one he was used to, which was his sling and stone. And in that sling and stone, he conquered Goliath, which was the armor that God gave to him. Right from time he had used that armor, he had fought a lion and a bear, not with Saul's armor, and he was successful. Saul has used his own armor to fight and he was also successful, which shows us the individuality here. No one is to take another man's armor. God has given every man his work and if we come directly to God, he will tell us what our work is. Do not try to put your individuality into another man and to mold yourself to be like another man because when you do that, you are making a mistake. You are depriving the world of the blessing that the Lord will have you give to man. He wants to put a, an ingredient in you that others do not have. It may be the omega-3 fatty acid. It may be the bitter carotene. It may be some other phytonutrients which will help. But because you are fashioning yourself like another plant, then you, we all lose the blessing that we are supposed to get from you if you had gone directly to Christ. It is put very very candidly in this last paragraph of our devotion, page 90, paragraph 5, it says to every man, God, not man, has given his work. This is an individual work, the formation of a character after this divine similitude. The lily is not to strive to be like the rose. There are distinctions in the formation of the flowers and in the fruits, but all derive their peculiar variance from God. So it is God's design that even the best of men shall not all be of the same character. A life consecrated to the service of God will be developed and beautified in its individuality. Amen. So here God is telling us even the best of men are not supposed to be alike. That is why you should not go into another man's work and speak words of fault finding and evil speaking about people because of the work that God has given to them. Here in manuscript releases 116-1898, I'll be reading paragraph 22. Just hear this out and you see that it seems many of us make mistakes. I'm reading now, it says, To some, the Lord has given a special work in bearing testimonies of warning and reproof to break down the strongholds of iniquity 
to arouse conviction in the human heart and bring man to repentance. You see that? But sometimes we see people who do this work and we say, oh, they are too harsh. Oh, they are doing this or they are, they are, they, this, this is not the way to talk. They feel that like everybody must talk like the other one who is maybe like Barnabas. And they criticize and speak evil of the people who God has given a work to bear testimonies of warning, to bear pointed testimonies to people, to, of re, pointed testimonies of reproof, to break down strongholds of iniquity. But that is the work God has given to them. James White was a man like that. That when he speaks, when there's error in the place, he comes and he speaks in such a way that it breaks the iniquity and those who are trying to bring in error are practicing evil things they do not have the influence on the church that they would have had if not that James White had spoken. Going on, it says, Some messages come as the Lord's hammer to break down the workings of Satan and turn men to the living God. But mingled with this decided work of standing in defense of the truth is Christ's consolation, which comes when repentance reveals what sin really is. Do you remember who Barnabas was and what his name was? the son of consolation he was a person who could do that work but yet Barnabas was not the type who could give this decided hammer breaking uh, messages I'm not calling hammer breaking but use hammer to break with your words he couldn't do that but he was a son of consolation it says and while some are called to battle desperately with an evil work there is another kind of message to be borne to the ones who while suffering wrong have endured the temptation to harbor a sense of injustice and cherish it in the mind again some have the gift given them of god to act as organizers others feel their place as they work in retirement feeling themselves little and unknown with but few to recognize their work and none to pity their mistakes and praise their victories but the Lord uses all these elements. No one man can fill every place and God's great work must go forward. Those who consider themselves the least and in their weakness lean upon God, those who walk in the humility of mind as children, these will become first and the first last. In every age, God has his workmen and at the needed time, preparation is made for some man with talent with some gifts to come in. Thus, the Lord reveals that he has the supervision of his work. Now, imagine you speaking evil of someone who is displaying his own individuality given to him of God to do a work that you cannot do and because the person is not doing the work that you do or that you can do you are saying the person is not of God or should change to become like you are you working with God when you do that no you are not look at the different kinds of work and we are told here that one man cannot do everything while one gives that those messages that break us with a hammer Another person does the work of consolation. To expect that one person can do everything would be to, to not understand the way God works. And you will find out that if you expect that, you will start counterworking what God is trying to do. Because you are coming against his plan. The work that the garlic does, the orange cannot do. Garlic does not know consolation. It burns. As you take it, it burns. You don't expect it to give you the sweetness and the consolation that you will get when you take a banana and to blame the garlic for being what it is is to not work according to god's plan so we should understand this and know what our own duty is and go directly to god and also not just know appreciate the individuality of others 
I pray that God will give us more understanding of these things and bless us as we go directly to him to be formed into his image and to obey for ourselves, believe for ourselves, have faith for ourselves and be saved for ourselves. Amen. The reading says, I cannot work out a character for you. You cannot work out a character for me. All I can do is to point you to the one who said, Come unto me and I will make you fishers of men. He is our maker. Men can only make us professional fishers of fish. You will gain sympathies from men in the formation of your character. However, you gain help from Christ, our maker and redeemer, who is altogether lovely. The gospel deals with us individually it deals with us as individuals christ will not undertake to teach the right the self-righteous self-conceited and self-willed if such come to him with the inquiry what is truth he gives them no answer it is only the meek that he will guide in judgment the meek will he teach his way. Solomon was naturally endowed with good judgment and large reasoning powers, but he acknowledged himself before God as a little child. He sought for wisdom from God with humility, and he sought not in vain. Do not seek to exalt self, but learn in the school of Christ, meekness and lowliness of heart. You know what Peter's character was, how strikingly his peculiar traits were developed. Before his great fall, he was always dictatorial and forward, speaking unadvisedly from the impulse of the moment. He was always ready to correct others and to express his mind before he had a clear comprehension of himself or of what he had to say. But Peter was converted. And the converted Peter was very different from the rash, impetuous Peter. He retained his former fervor, but now the grace of Christ regulated his zeal. Instead of being impetuous, self-confident, and self-exalted, he was calm, self-possessed, and teachable. He could then feed the lambs as well as the sheep of Christ's flock. The world will never know the work secretly going on between the soul and God, nor the inward bitterness of spirit, the self-loathing, and the constant effort to control self. But many of the world will be able to appreciate the result of these efforts. The lily is not to strive to be like the rose. There are distinctions in the formation of the flowers and in the fruits, but all derive their peculiar variants from God. So it is God's design that even the best of men should not always be of the same character. Our brother has spoken a lot about it. His purpose that any two persons shall not be exactly alike in taste and disposition but to be trained, molded, fashioned after the similitude of Christ. The Lord turns the natural aptitudes and 
capabilities into profitable channels. Oh, I wish that men in authority understand these principles. They cut across the board. They even run in the family circles. The Lord does desire that our individuality shall be destroyed. See, when people get married, men especially should understand that women have their individuality. Most men spend their days trying to make their wives behave exactly like them. If she eventually begins to behave exactly like you, sooner rather than later, you will realize that you begin to loathe your exact copy. You begin to see your flaws reflected as in a mirror. You cannot tolerate half of the package you dispense. Instead, why not constantly point her to Jesus, the only flawless and faultless pattern? Let me read a letter that was written to a brother who was catechizing his wife. My brother, your set position and your strong determined will to carry out your points at all hazards were felt and deployed by your wife and her health suffered in consequence you were not gentle and tender to this sensitive child of god your strong spirit overbore her more gentle disposition she grieved over many things you could have made her life happier had you tried but you sought to have her see things as you saw them and instead of trying to assimilate yourself to her refined temperament you tried to mold her to your coarser nature and your extreme ideas she was warped in her nature and could not act out herself she withered like a plant transplanted to an uncongenial soil you should not seek to mold minds and characters after your pattern but should allow your own character to be molded after the divine pattern. If this world were composed of men like yourselves in character and temperament, woe would it be to it. As like will meet like whichever way you might turn, you will be disgusted with your associates, the exact pattern of yourselves, and will wish to be out of the world. Brother E, you have narrow ideas and your labor has a tendency to lower rather than to elevate the truth. This is not because you have no ability. You could have made a good workman, but you are too indolent to make the effort necessary to attain the object. You would rather come down in an overbearing manner upon those who differ with you than to take the trouble to elevate the tone of your labor. You take positions and then when there are questions you are not humble enough to yield your notions though they are shown to be wrong but you stand up in your independence and firmly hold your ideas and when concessions of, on your part is essential and is required of you as a duty you have stubbornly and unyieldingly held to your own judgment and opinions to the sacrifice of souls. Be kind in speech, gentle in action. Guard yourself carefully, for you are inclined to be severe and dictatorial. 
the Lord speaks to you saying watch and pray lest you enter into temptation bring into all you do and say the fragrance of Christ's likeness let not natural traits of character mar and spoil your work you are to help and strengthen the tempted let not self appear in rash words Christ has given his life for the flock and for all who whom you labor let no word of yours balance souls in the wrong direction in the minister of Christ there must be revealed Christ likeness of character your will is to be yielded to the Lord's will you need the help of the Lord Jesus let only words that are clean and pure and sanctified come from your lips for as a minister of the gospel your spirit and example will be followed by others be kind and tender to children at all times you may reach God's ideal if you will resolve that self should not be woven into your work to know that you are striving in spirit and in works to to be Christ-like will give you strength and comfort and courage it is your privilege to become meek and lowly in heart then angels of God will cooperate with you in the revival of of your soul Christ died that his life might believe in you and in all who make him their example in the strength of your redeemer you can reveal the character of Christ and you can walk in wisdom and in power to make the crooked places straight so you see the letter that was written to this young um, minister and how he treated his wife and so we are to mold our characters after the divine pattern while preserving our individuality we do not want to make people look exactly like us because we are to look like Christ so we should encourage people turn their attention to the man Jesus that we may reflect his image fully amen dear father we thank you for the privilege of the devotion this morning even as we have seen help us for we know we are weak help us to learn to have an experience of our own help us to submit ourselves to you and wholly give ourselves and may we not depend on other people's experience help us not to hide on under the garment of people's righteousness but help us to experience practical religion with you alone as we go to our daily activities today we pray you be with us and these lessons we have learned help us to put them into practice in our workplace in our houses wherever we may be and at the end may we give all honor and glory to your holy name thank you for today and we give you all glory and honor and for the privilege to commune with you this morning this is our prayer in jesus name